Welcome to the Shattered Order Podcast with your host, Goodnight Punk and Windkiller Inc. This week, we all got a better chance at escaping Coruscant with our credits. We check what the top 100 meta looks like and let the guild ask us the questions for once. Hello and welcome to this week's Shattered Order Podcast. I am your host, Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk, and with me as always is Wink Michael, also known as <laughs> no, Wink What's up, Wink? Oh, <laughs> yeah. not much. Same old, same old. Uh, as everyone may or may not notice, depending on when they listen to us, we are doing this episode a day earlier than we usually do. So, because some people have to be lame and have plans on the weekends and stuff like that, so. <laughs> Who does that? I know, what the hell. Oh, it's crazy. Some of us have kids, so we don't ever do anything. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I'm like, that's not what's me. What's a weekend? So, yeah. I know, I'm jealous. I, I, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not jealous of you, so. Yeah, hey, one way or the other. We'll all end up in the same place. <laughs> That's wow, that went morbid real fast. <laughs> well, anyways, what I was going to say, which I completely lost, let me get it back, was... Oh, yeah. Usually we record on Friday, so we have the community update to talk about. And in a light week like we had this week, that would have been really good to have, but we have found our own content, so we that's what we're going to go with. And I promise you, you won't, uh, you won't hate it. I promise. Hope not. <laughs> I was waiting to see what you'd say to that. <laughs> but anyways, this week, uh, Credit Heist finally came back. Yeah. And it's funny that I say finally, because an interesting note, the last three times it's popped up has been after the smallest number of days it could be at six. So I'm pretty happy with that. What do you think? Yeah, I'm really happy, but I think there's one other thing that makes me way happier about it. And that's the new Scoundrels. Yes. Yes. I'm steepling my fingers. <laughs> Mr. Burns style. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, those, uh, I didn't have IG-88. still don't have him, but I have Gamorrean Guard and Stormtrooper Han, so that pretty much made it a cakewalk for me. I don't know. I'm guessing you're the same. Yeah. But you had 88 and Stormtrooper Han, right? Yeah, I've got 88. He's six star and like gear seven. And then my Stormtrooper Han's completely maxed with mods. He's on my arena team. So, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a piece of cake. Just hit the auto button, sit back and watch those 350,000 crystals appear. Wait like, a minute. I'm only getting credits. That's, that's what I meant. Damn it. <laughs> That's crystals a lot of crystals. Been awesome. Yeah. yeah Three hundred fifty thousand crystals. <laughs> I have every character now. <laughs> I like, wish. there's a bug that they won't let you get away with. Yeah. Oh, I'd be banned if that <laughs> happens. So. <laughs> I clicked it seventeen times. I, I I thought I was I deserved that stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's. No, I got. I knew what you're saying, but that's. Yeah, I went from 300,000 credits a week with that credit heist to the full mill every time, so I am happy with that for sure. I was, Especially too. since I had 
decided to level up my Stormtrooper Han. So it gave me all the crystal, or credit. I almost said crystals too. Gave me all the credits I needed. Now he's at 80, so perfect. Awesome. That's exciting. What gear level is your Han? Uh, he's gear eight, so I'm I'm leveling up uh, him up right now. Nice. But I did slip him into my arena team now, which is why I'm gearing him up. Cool. So we'll uh, we'll get yeah. into arena teams here before too long, but I'll be curious to oh, yeah, hear definitely. exactly what you're doing here shortly. Yeah, let's see how much uh, how meta I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. but definitely nice. To get back into the credit heist and actually beat it. Yeah, for sure. And everyone was throwing a fit the day before. I don't know if you saw on Reddit. They're like, oh my god, they made it harder. Because we got all these new guys, right? I heard about that. the harder... Yeah, so on Reddit, you know, it came out Australia and then rolled out to everyone else the way it always does. And someone threw a Reddit post up. And it was true, but... Really, it didn't end up making that big of a difference in the end, but everyone was freaking out about it before they got the credit heist to show up for them. And here's oh, why. Okay. The first two levels, all the Coruscant, Coruscant, Underworld police were just not bosses, right? So they're just... You get to the third level, and only one of them was a boss. So basically, oh. easy characters all the way except there's one boss. Well... The new updated version, which everyone was freaking out about, was there was one boss on the second level, and then there were two bosses on the third level. You know. So if you weren't getting any new characters with this new one that came out, maybe it would still be hard for you. Or harder, in this case. But as far as me having adding adding Gamorrean Guard and Han, that I didn't even notice. So... Yeah, I think it was much ado about nothing. I agree, it's well worth it. I think most people either have eighty-eight or Han. Those are, those seem to be pretty common characters that people farm from the arena. So, I I would be shocked if there were more than a few people that were just really that upset about it. Because I think for the most part, it probably helped a hell of a lot more people than it really hurt. Well, my unpopular opinion on the whole subject is, it's been out for a month, month and a half, right? Yeah, By this like point, if you really wanted to beat it every time, you would be working on teams to beat it. Yep. So, if you can't beat it still, then if you really do want to, you need to start working towards it. Nothing in this game is easy, right? Yeah. Everything takes like a month. So, since it's been out a month, if you really wanted to beat it, I'm sure that those people that really wanted to could have a team by now. So, I getting upset agree. about it just seems... Like, you're getting upset just because you like to get upset. And it, at this point, people get upset every time they change anything. And you know what they do about it? They don't do anything. They never do anything. <laughs> and everything works out Pretty fine. Much. So. Yeah. I was looking at the sales of this game from November and the sales of the game from last month. And you have any guesses as to what the difference was? Ooh. Well, because last month was probably a pretty rough month. I'm going to guess November was actually higher. It was only higher in about $3,000 sales. Wow. So one was like $42,000 sold. Did you by chance look at the previous month? So what, June? 
versus I, no, I looked at July to August and November to December 1st. Okay. November 1st. And it was daily sales in that time period. So daily sales in November was 45000 a day. And then July was 42000 so That's crazy. A lot of money. As much as yeah, as as much out roar, uproar as there is, you know, people are still spending money. So if it's really that big of a deal to people, they'd stop spending their money. Yeah, it, it's the same with everything, right? People, I used to watch a lot of wrestling, and people would get upset about things happening in wrestling. It's like the only way that they're gonna listen to you is if you stop watching it. Yeah, if they're like. Any type of TV show or any of those types of things. If the ratings drop, it's either going to get canceled or they're going to change something. Yeah, that's, you know? that's a good so, point. I think it's just people getting mad. They're passionate about the game, but nothing really changes. I don't know. Yeah. Go flying off the radar here. Probably making some people mad, but everything will be okay, everyone. I promise. <laughs> well, let's. Uh get on to something that probably doesn't make anyone mad or happy or anything. Probably just everybody's just kind of like, okay. And that is... I could go on to the... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, go ahead. I'll, I'll, say, it, I'll say it after you, we've gone over right. this. Uh, I was going <laughs> to say the Separatist tag. It's We didn't really touch on it last week, but that was something else that they added was they put the Separatist tag on quite a few characters um which seem to be most yeah there's a good you know, chunk of them wasn't there yeah mostly i guess the bad guys from you know episodes one through three um mm-hmm. clone wars yep i'll be curious to see what they i mean if they do anything with it or if it's just one of those things just to help you know lump characters into different groups. I don't know. So here's the characters that they did lump, okay? So you got Count Dooku, Asajj Ventress, B2 Super Battle Droid, Newt Gunray, Geonosian Soldier, Geonosian Spy, Poggle the Lesser, General Grievous, IG-100 Magna Guard, and Sunfock. They all gained the Separatist tag. So one thing I think when I hear that, right, is... Some of these characters in here don't get used very often, right? Yep. Like Newt Gunray. Uh, Mag- well, Magna Guard's gotten a little bit of play now. Asajj Ventress, people really like her, so they use her anyway, but she's just bad in many ways. Poggle's become She's a good lot when you're on offense, you know. Yes, Poggle's another one. So I just think it's cool that, you know, if they put something into this game to work for those Separatists, to give them a little bit of synergy, you can make a, some interesting teams there. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely true. And I read somewhere that they were talking about the possibility of adding, or, you know, going through and changing some of these characters and adding um, abilities that, you know, help. Uh, separatists? Yeah. Kind of like Rebels do, where all yeah. of them work together in certain ways. Yeah, I was trying to think of a yeah, way that's... to phrase it worth a shit, and it didn't really work. But yeah, that's <laughs> basically all I was trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that would be really good for some of them. 
like Newt Gunray. Yeah, for sure. Give him a reason to uh, be around. Yep. I don't think I've ever seen him in arena ever, and I don't see him much in anything anyway. The only thing that recently came along that made him worth anything, if you had farmed him, was the Scoundrel event. So people yep. that had him were already set up for that. But yeah. And I'm interested like... to see how they work separatists. Yeah, me too. Um, but they do seem to be doing a good job at at least making the useless characters somewhat useful. I mean, it's kind of yeah. getting to the point where there almost isn't a wasted farm between, you yeah. know, the scoundrel events, the uh, mod challenges, and the new raid. But. Yeah, unless your name is Mob Enforcer or Corscon Underworld Police. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I exactly what I know exactly what you're saying, and now you're saying that no one can really be upset or indifferent about this. The the one thing I have seen about this is why didn't they add the Republic tag? And the only reason I can think that they didn't now is because a maybe they're planning for separatists right now and working out what they need to to work that into the game. And the other one is everyone that's a Republic character already has synergies, right? Most of the Jedis work with clones. Most of the clones will work with Jedis. And there's really not any other characters that fit in there, I don't think, that are just kind of off on their own right now. That's a pretty good point. So That's the only reason I can see why Republic wouldn't be there right now, but I'm sure... That it will be there eventually. If they add Separatist, I don't know why they wouldn't add the yin to the yang. Yeah, so that's a good point. We'll see. Time will tell. But. Nope. Well. So the next... Go ahead. <laughs> well, well. Well, I was going to say, I found a list that I had found interesting a long time ago to myself before we had the podcast, but... I wanted to bring it up again this week since we're kind of light on news and kind of go over some of these people that I saw four or five months ago that are now actually introduced to the game. So there's a there was a list of all the tunes that have been found in the files for the game through data mine and, and other methods. And uh, for the longest time, a lot of them were kind of far-fetched. You just never even heard of them from anything. It's just names that popped up on a on a list. I got them in a Excel spreadsheet. They used to be on the galaxyofheroes.gg site, but I think the page got taken down, or at least I can't find the link for it now. But I was looking through this list, and there are actually characters on it that have already been introduced into the game that previously were unattainable. And for example, one of them was Commander Cody. Mm-hmm. Another one's Chief Nebit. Yep. And Geonosian we've seen Art. Geonosian Spy, yeah, there's another one. The R2D2, we've seen his character screen at uh, Star Wars Celebration, right? Uh, I think. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember exactly which one it was. But it's yeah. either that or E3, one of those two. But. We saw the R2-D2, we saw the Wicket one, which was technically a picture of Wicket with uh, Chief Chirpa's abilities, so 
who knows how real that was, but <laughs> Zam Zam Wessel's another one that's been introduced into the game that was on this list as unattainable. So there's some merit to this list. Um, it doesn't mean all these people are going to actually show up in the game, but I wanted to kind of point out some of them. Some of them I find interesting. I've been watching the Clone Wars cartoon a lot this week, and one that's in the Clone Wars a lot is Aura Singh. I don't know if you know who she is. Mm-mm. She's a bounty hunter. She's a bounty hunter. She, one of the episodes, she was kind of like a role model who uh, Boba Fett looked up to, the young Boba Fett. It's kind of an interesting character, but she's listed here. Uh, let's see. Bosk, another bounty hunter. Looking through this list, you could find at least five or six more scoundrels that you could add into this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they wound up in there. Yeah. It's a hell of a list, though. I mean, it'll be a while before a lot of them come to fruition, I'm sure. But there are some that have... I mean, there's a pretty extensive number that are already implemented into the game. They just don't have them as actually being playable by people. Like, you know, Emperor Palpatine. um, Oh. The... What's the name of that weird fish-looking Jedi? Is it Jedi Apprentice? I think it is. The one that showed up in the... What was those... The Jedi ones for Ayala and Kit. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, so they had the guy, the Jedi that kind of looks like Akbar in there. It oh, yeah. It was the first time he'd been introduced, but he was actually in the, the data mine for the longest time before we actually got to see him. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'd say a lot of these... There's a lot of them on here that are no names, like uh, Apprentice Vanguard... B1 snow droid, you know, yeah. clone arc trooper. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them on there that might never be playable, but there are some other names on here that are interesting. Like for the rebel fans, Ezra Bridger's name is in has been found in the patch notes before. Zeb Aurelius has been found in there. Sabine Wren's been found in there. Uh, Naboo Padme has been found in there. Let's see. Yeah. Interesting list, I think. There's also like four other Night Sisters that they could add. Which brings up another thing I wanted to mention with this list. Okay. There is uh There's two more Tuscans listed in this list that aren't playable. There's four more Night Sisters. A ton more Jedi. So it's such starts to make me think about these synergy teams that they can introduce later on, right? With Tuscans. Make the Night Sisters actually viable. Yep. If you introduce like Mother Talzin or the other ones they got there, it'd be nice to get these. I, I, I'm a big fan of the synergy stuff. So if they introduce those more Tuscans, more Night Sisters to make them more viable, I would be all on board with that. Yeah. Well, it seems like that's kind of the route they're starting to go with character releases anyway, is a little bit more synergy. So. I think there's a good chance that we'll start seeing a little bit more of these synergy characters in the future as well. Yeah, I think you're onto something there because for a while there it was clones, and then for a while it was Gen Oceans. Yep. And lately it's been Jawas. So hopefully we'll see an influx of another 
group of synergy and they keep going from there. Yep. And it's not like they go solely on those types of characters because while they introduced all these Jawas, they also introduced Cody, so... Yeah. Doesn't but, mean if they do that, you're going to miss out on your favorite characters, but it will still add synergy. I and I hope they keep that up. Yeah, I do too, except... I don't know, some of these characters have made life hell in the arena, but that's okay. Well, yeah. The ones that are hard for me to get is a guy that... We'll spend 20 bucks here and there and not 200 when a character drops in an erodium. Seeing them in uh, Galactic War or in the arena just kills me sometimes. Yeah. I hate It really that. makes me think about my spending and then I think my wife would kill me. So then I stop thinking <laughs> about it. Good to have Man. someone in or have someone to put you in check. Right. If I were single, I would be in a bad way say that much <laughs> but other things we wanted to check out this week another cool thing is star wars galaxy of heroes dot gg so swgoh dot gg has a feature called a meta report i was recently put on to by another podcast i listened to so i kind of wanted to go over some of the stuff that we see on there and see how it kind of equates to your shard compared to my shard and just yeah those these characters see how many you actually see sounds good so uh, the site can rank it ranks one basically you sync your your account to the site and it'll take all your information like who your arena team is and all the characters that you actually own and it uses those things to kind of morph this list. So depending on where you rank in the arena, it will kind of rank your characters against others by number of who has who uses this leader the most and overall character-wise, who uses these characters the most. So you've seen this before, right? I have. You've probably I've, seen it before. I have. Yeah, I've known about it for quite a while. Um, I'm not exactly when I found out about it, but uh, I definitely like looking at it. It's pretty interesting. Be able, I mean, for those of y'all that don't know what it is, it's got a place where you can go through, uh, like, for example, right now, uh, I'm on here looking, and you can sort through, like, teams that are ranked first, teams that are ranked first through 10th, or teams that are ranked first through 100. Uh, and then, for each of those categories, you can divide it out by leaders and all characters. And it'll show you a pie chart and give you statistics on the number of teams that have those characters as lead or have them in their arena team at all. Um, and I'm on there looking right now. Uh, of the of all the teams that are ranked 1 through 100 on there, Phasma is the most popular leader at 32%, which I thought was pretty interesting. She's... Uh, for as easy as she is to get, she is incredibly viable. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I didn't realize that she would be that high. Because on my shard, I don't see her that often. But I use her, and I know of quite a few people that actually uh, do too. And then it's... One interesting note, though, is if you go just to the rank one, if, or just rank anyone 
that has rank one, what they use, she drops to third. So I'm kind of curious, is that a indication? 32% of people in the 1 to 100 user, but only 15% only of players at rank one have her as the leader. So Yeah, the, um, I think the rank one and rank one through 10, I think they're kind of random. I wish they had like maybe a rank one through 20, because like my shard's pretty comparative, uh, competitive, not comparative. And uh, there's a lot of fluctuating. Like, some days you may not drop out top 10. Other days you may drop to 30. It just kind of depends. And so I think yeah. it's kind of it's kind of random as far as when you sync your account and what characters it's pulling, you know, because it's not live data all the time. Um, yeah, that's another good point. Because this says up, last updated a day ago, so 24 hours ago. So right when this updated, these were the stats. So they might not be the stats right now, but at that moment, that's what it was. So who knows? The next time this update, Phasma might be number one on the list. Yep. So I get what you're saying. A lot of fluctuation, but as far as, I think if you rank one to 100, you have a pretty good indication because you got 100 people to sample from. Those people are probably they're moving and shaking, right? But they're probably still all going to be on this list. So it'll still list their leader and give you the number of people that use them. So that's yep. why I like the 1 through 100 list a little more. And I understand why you would want a 1 through 20 because it'll give you a better idea in that upper echelon who's using what. You know? Yep. I mean, I still think 1 through 100 is pretty... I mean, that's pretty good considering there are, what, 10,000 people per server, I believe. Um, so it's twenty, but it might at, at any one time it might only be ten thousand playing. Well, yeah, okay, that's a really good point. Touche. And that's the other thing. Another thing I wanted to mention when I earlier when I said I looked at the the sales stats for last month, the amount of downloads a day for the game was at like four thousand. Wow. So, yeah, I thought that was, number was pretty staggering too. Still a lot of people getting into this. That's crazy. So. Um, so what about your arena team? Who are you running as lead? So I run Phasma as my lead. Okay. I don't think I've ever used anyone but Phasma. I mean, before I had Phasma, I might have used Lumi, but Phasma's the only one I use. So if you look at rank 1 and then also rank 1 through 10 categories... Phasma is the third most popular on both of those, and then Phasma jumps to the most popular when you go to 1 through 100. And Phasma's basically double, uh, or twice as common as the number two one, which is Old Ben, which was pretty interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah definitely, because I still feel like I see more Dooku's than Old Ben's, on my shirt at least. I don't. There's which is fine because I would. I'd rather people get offensive uh, offense up, because I can still kill them. Then get speed from old Ben, so they go before me. Yeah. So if you want to keep using Dooku, go right ahead. And not I, to mention with old Ben, he can suck sixty percent turn meter, which is annoying as hell. Yes, exactly. He is a. He is an old bastard. 
Phasma is also on 40% of uh, arena teams that are in 1 through 10. Just That's not lead, that's just being on the team. Phasma is the fourth most popular character. Who else do you have on your arena team? So my arena team now is Kaigon, Ray, Gene Ocean Soldier, Stormtrooper Han, and Phasma Lead. Okay, what's funny is if you look at the top six characters as far as most popular on the 1 through 100, um, mm-hmm. you have five of those six. Number three is... And the only reason I don't have... Yeah, the only reason I don't have number three is because I don't have him at seven stars. <laughs> or he would probably replace Stormtrooper Han. Nice. Very interesting. It, which is funny because I don't see that team often. Like, Captain... The team I run, I don't see it very often. The My exact team. Yeah. Um, and it's very meta, but it that... That group of people together, just I don't ever really see them. I do see a lot of teams with Ray, Kaigon, and Geonosian Soldier, but they're usually with a Dooku or an old Bin lead, and they usually have Royal Guard. So, no. Yeah, that's. I'd say that's about what I see as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was kind of excited. It made me feel. Uh, pretty good that as far as leaders on the 1 through 100 I use Poe as lead and there are only 15 teams that even use Poe um, so which is like a quarter of a percent of teams use Poe as I lead because it's staggering that only 15 out of 8,600 people Use Poe as their lead, like you. Yeah, that may that may at be least to the people good. polled here. Yeah, you know. And what's awesome crazy. is I, I mean, I almost always finish top twenty, so it's on a really. So what competitive is your team? Server. Well, my team I use Poe as lead with Ray, Qui Gon, Phasma, and Stormtrooper Han. Okay, so. Use four of the top six. Yep. Uh, four of the top six all characters, and then a very um, underrepresented lead, which obviously works for you. So yeah, that's I mean, cool. given thirty percent offense to raise, hard to beat. What's odd is I'm looking at Poe on this list, and right above him is something that staggers me. Com- Right above Poe on this meta report list for 1 through 100 leaders is Asajj Ventress at 16 people. Yeah, that's pretty... Yeah, that's bizarre to say the least. <laughs> I have an yeah, idea. I, like, I feel like she is probably really good in Arena. I think she's probably less used than she should be. But as a lead? I don't know. That's, that's really well, bizarre. I read... I had an old B account that I gave up on that I started probably in January and I played till like mid-February and I did all Night Sisters on that one and I ran her as the lead because she had speed to everyone. Yeah. 
So her lead with Daka, Talia, Night Sister Initiate, and I had someone else because I didn't like the Acolyte. But it was a pretty decent team, but I don't... A, it got attacked all the time because everyone saw it and said, that's going to be easy. So they always attacked that team. And then also, it just didn't have the power that it needed. So... I can see people that like to do synergy teams using her and making a team like that and sticking to it, which I respect. Doesn't mean you'll get results, but I think it's cool if you stick to what you like. So, Yeah, agreed. Yeah, interesting. Well, what else on here did you find kind of interesting? Was there anything that really stuck out or maybe any um, leads that you found unusual? A lot of people still use Luminara. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I mean, it worked a lot. It worked well when you're leveling up, I think, to use her because when you're leveling up, she hits like a truck still and heals. So you, it's it's really good in those levels for Arena. But the as far as upper level, I ditched healers. At level 70, I think, and never look back because it it was really just get the damage out there and kill people before that you can heal, and then it just made her more of a liability than an asset on the team. Yeah, I agree, uh, especially with protection. I mean, protection just, I mean, you can only heal characters half the time anyway because of protection, so it's really not that useful. I think revive is kind of taken over as as far as how valuable it is over just healing. Absolutely. That's why you still see Dakas and Ewok Elders. Yep. And then on top of them being able to revive, they have a lot of other utility, like stuns for Daka and debuffs for Ewok Elder. So. Yep. That is true. Works good. But other than that, it seems like a lot of the stuff I see all the time. Tebow's pretty high up there. Yeah. Didn't realize a lot of that many people use Tebow in in their arena team to start. I mean, he does get annoying when he gets people to, you know, go stealth, but I've ne- I don't every Tebow team I've ever fought I beat. I don't think I've ever had a lot of trouble with him. Yeah, he's not too bad from what I've dealt with either. Um Another one kind of interesting is Poggle. There's 28 teams. Uh, so what, half a percent of teams in the top 100 use Poggle as leader? That's, yep. I was kind of surprised that he was... I mean, I, I guess that's almost nothing, but... Uh, I don't know, it's kind of interesting going through, looking at, going through and looking at some of these leads... And just thinking of what you could do with them. Uh, mm-hmm. well, one thing I, that really is interesting, I think, is the fact that once Jedi Knight Adenkin got reworked, he's fourth on the list now for top 100. Yeah, that's really 671 good point. uses, 8% of people use him as a lead now. Yeah. To me, that just says that rework worked. For sure. You know, people want him. He hits hard. He's a good leader. 
And so. Ak- Akbar's number six on that list, too. And he's another one, you know, that recently was reworked. So, I, I mean, I yep. think that's a pretty good testament to... They're actually doing a really good job with these reworks. It seems like they're actually looking at the character and trying to make them synergize more. Uh, so, that gives me a lot of hope. That's, I mean, I feel like we're usually saying something negative towards EA as far as this game goes, but I think that's one thing mm-hmm. that they've been really effective with is these reworks. It's one of the things that they don't really seem to half-ass. They actually seem to do a pretty good job on. Yeah, definitely. They do really good with them, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Hopefully it'll be Boba Fett, and yep. that'll be awesome. Hell yeah, it would be. So. Yep. Well, uh, well, the next thing we're going to get into was... Some of you may have noticed that we posted on Discord about getting some questions from you guys and um, kind of an AMA type thing. Uh, get get some questions and kind of go over them, answer whatever you guys want us to answer. And that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to refresh this thing, see if there are any more responses since whenever I looked at it before we started the podcast. And same number, so... Looks like we got seven responses. Well, uh, we'll just start at the top and start working our way down and hopefully knock them all out. How's that sound? Sounds like playing to me, man. I like these questions. They look fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to start doing this a little bit more often. Uh, the first one was talk about the new raid, um, which we've done some recently. You know, we did a little bit of that last week as far as talking about characters that we thought would be good in the new raid. Um, so, I mean, as far as what I can tell from the video and just the information that we've got, I'm super excited about it. It looks really interesting. They seem to be trying to do something a little bit different. I know the one scene in the, um in the video trailer was how they had three different squads fighting. I'll be curious to see what they do with that, see if that actually goes anywhere. Um, I paused it and actually looked at that, and one thing I noticed that there were no characters that were duplicates, which makes me kind of wonder if they're going to make it like three people actually having one squad, so like all the synergies tie in and everything or something along those lines to where you can't use duplicate characters. That would be pretty interesting, um, and it would make sense, too, because, I mean, why would two of the same person be in a battle? But uh, Yeah, as long as that would exclude General Grievous from fighting himself, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. Touche. But, but who knows? Maybe it's just on this side of the battle line. Yeah, no maybe. No doubles. Yep. And then, I mean, as far as the stages, I mean, it's obviously pretty droid-based, but it looks like there are probably going to be a few more stages in this one, perhaps, or phases, whatever you want to call them. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm I'm excited to see what it is. Hopefully, we get it sooner than later, but... Well, it's coming this month, and we're on August 11th, so if I had to... I, when we first talked about this, I guessed that it would be around August 20th or 21st, somewhere in there. And that's still my guess, so 
Actually, I'll take that back. I'll say the 24th okay. is my guess. That's a Wednesday, which is, seems to be when they put out their patches. So yep. that'll be two weeks from now. Towards the end of August, like I said, seems like the perfect date. So call it now, new raid on the 24th. That's my guess. I think what is more likely is they'll release it on the 17th. It will be completely flawed and screwed up, and then they'll fix it to its final state on the 24th. <laughs> That's probably closer to what's, <laughs> what'll actually happen. The real the real question will be what we get tomorrow on the community update, and I bet there'll be news in there about it, I'm sure, because we're almost two weeks into August now, and they said it's coming this month, so... Technically, there's only really two weeks left in this month, so they got to give us some information tomorrow, I would think. It would be nice to get a little bit more, you know, official public forum information regarding the raid. I know they got to give it to us at some point, but um, hopefully this week they'll throw something out there and let us think about it and simmer over it for a while and see where it goes. Yeah, I'm just really hoping that tomorrow's community update is information based and not stop asking the same questions and now that i've typed all that out i don't have time to type out actual information for you guys yeah that was kind of frustrating yeah so i think tomorrow will be better than the last two weeks community updates i think they'll have some good information in there hopefully maybe some information about this talked about rebel event that uh, Jesse hinted at. Maybe we'll get some of that information, some more information about the raid, and uh, maybe some hints at what kind of mods we're getting in the raid, those types of things. That'd be nice. That would be awesome. Give us something to talk about next week. Totally. Well, uh, question two. uh, Favorite Star Wars video game? What's yours? (laughs) I'm trying to remember the name of it, and... I've looked it up on the internet a couple times, and I can't remember. Basically, it was... You were looking at a screen of a star system, or the whole galaxy, right? And I wanted to say it was Star Wars Galaxies, but I don't know if that's right. But basically, it was you're looking at all these planets, and what you do is... You're looking at all these planets, and there's R2-D2 and C-3PO on your screen, standing in front of this hollow transmission... And all the planets are there, and you build a fleet of star starships and Mon Calamari cruisers, and just you move your fleets around from the different planets, and you take them over. And as you're moving around, you don't know where, whether you pick the Empire or the Republic, whatever side, whatever side you're on, you don't know where their forces are. So you're trying to take over all these planets and take over the galaxy and yeah that was the gist of it i can't remember the name but i played the crap out of that when i was in the navy the second one came out when i was in the navy and it was amazing i love that game yeah that don't ring a bell for me i've i don't think i've ever heard of it or played uh well uh, no i've never played it but doesn't ring a bell in any way shape or form for me um well tell me what yours is and i will find out what it is i'm gonna text my buddy that I used to play it with all the time. All right. My favorite one was a game that came out in 1998 for Nintendo 64. 
Um, I actually ended up getting it on my computer too, and I had like the joystick, and it was pretty awesome. So much fun. But it was uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Uh, did you ever play that one? I have not played that one, but I keep seeing it on. I keep seeing it on the PlayStation Four store for like six bucks, and I every time I think I want to buy this and just play it. It would be the best six dollars you've ever spent. Uh, it's it was a then lot maybe of fun. I'll do it. <laughs> had, from what I remember, I had quite a few levels. Some of them were pretty lengthy, but you got to fly all sorts of different ships, X wings, uh, bombers. Uh, just, I mean, just just about every ship, really, from what I recall. Uh, but that was a lot of fun going through missions, and you have to complete all these tasks, and you know, go through, blow up certain buildings, and it was a lot of fun. I spent hours upon hours playing that damn game. It was uh, really good as far as you know, just a general flying game. And then the fact that it's Star Wars and you're flying X-Wings and stuff just made it that much cooler. But it was really well Yeah, there was game. a game. This was one of the original games back in the day from LucasArts. But do you remember X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, the computer game? I remember it, but I never played it. I was all about that game back in the day. So I could see, I could see me liking that game. Because I, when I I bought Star Wars Battlefront for my PS4, actually I got it for Christmas, but I the first thing I did in there when I got in was the flying ones because I just love flying around and shooting things down. So yep. that's a... Uh, and a side note, that's kind of one of the reasons that despite No Man's Sky not really having a huge storyline to it, the fact that you just get to fly around and explore everything, shoot at other pilot, uh, shoot at other spaceships and everything else, that game is super addictive. Yeah. And it's got a lot of the same types of elements to it. You get to buy new starships and shake them out and deck them out. It's it's fun. Cool. Kind of reminds me of some of those older games. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah if, if if you're listening and you haven't tried No Man's Sky. I recommend it. You would like it if you're into the whole flying around exploration stuff. It's pretty fun. I've read a little bit about that game. It seems pretty in-depth. supposed to be pretty impressive from what I've read. But Yeah, well, it's crazy. There's 18 billion different solar systems or something. I don't know. It's more Basically, than that. Basically, you could play that thing for like 10 years and never run into another character. Yeah. Another player? It's crazy. I think it was in the trillions of combinations of places to explore. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Star Wars, what did you say? Rogue Squadron. Yes, sir. Did you ever figure out what the name of the one you liked was? It is Star Wars Galaxies, so. Okay, cool. It is a fun one. If anyone ever checked that out and. I'm sure you can get it on Steam for cheap now, but that game was, I poured hours into that. And I never beat it. That was the part that always made me mad. Every time I played it, I'm like, I'm going to beat it this time. And I could never take over every planet. Yeah. Eventually, some just giant empire fleet 
took over a planet on the other side of the solar system from me and then just started devastating all my planets before I could get over there to fight them. So every time. It that was still fun. Good. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you don't know where they are, so they just pop up in random places and they always seem to pop up where I was the weakest. Oh yeah. That's that's so Empire. Damn. Oh well. <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, next question is: What are good tier two characters for Galactic War? I assume it's basically asking as far as you know. I guess basically just good characters for Galactic War that aren't typically used. Um, See, to me, that's like all subject, right? Because it depends on who your A team is in the arena. Because most people use their arena team is their most powerful team to beat up the hard nodes and then just kind of use their other characters in the other spots right yep yep because for me tier two is yoda barris lumi uh leia and ig86 i use my eoth koth now that i have at gear gear 10 uh, IG-86, Savage Oppressor, Fives. I mean, I use... One of my big strategies I've been using le- lately that's working out for me is on Node 6, I'll throw Gamorrean Guard in, and he'll eat up all the damage while my A-team doesn't lose their protection and staves off Node 6. Then I'll get to Node 9, and I'll throw Stormtrooper Han in, do the same thing. Node 10, I'll throw Chewbacca in. Let him do the same thing. Yep. I mean, that's how I do it. Those nodes I just use my most of my arena team in, along with some damage sponges to try to keep my protection up for the other nodes, and that's just the way I roll through it. But I don't know about Tier 2. I just Anyone that can deal damage thrown in with Barris and Lumi is how I do it. Yeah. For well, pretty much any node that's not a all 80s. Uh, one thing I've noticed, there seem to be some characters that are good for, like, multiple rounds and some characters that are good for, like, a single round. So, for me, in Arena, my Arena team, you know, is Poe lead with Stormtrooper Han, Phasma, Ray, and Qui-Gon. And that team is basically built to get my attackers to go as many times as possible and keep all the damage on my tanks. Now, whenever I go to Galactic War, I kind of take more of a go-as-often-as-possible strategy. So I use an Akbar lead with Geonos and Soldier, Leia, Ray, and who I think is one of the best characters for Galactic War, especially if you have Adam... Admiral Akbar is Hoth Rebel Scout. Uh, I think he's awesome because you know, anytime somebody does something that's not an attack, he gets he has a good chance to get call, called in for an assist, um, and a good chance to get that twenty percent turn meter for everyone. Yep, and I mean, when he gets that turn meter, it makes a huge difference. I mean, that's because. Mm-hmm. Especially, it wouldn't be quite as valuable if the turn meter didn't carry over like it used to not, but now the turn meter carries over in Galactic War. I mean, I think he's awesome. That team works really well. It's a ton of turn meter. 
somebody attacks every single time. It doesn't matter what you do. Someone is attacking. And, you know, Flay attacks. She usually attacks multiple times. If it's Scout, he can give everyone turn meter. If it's AA, he can give himself turn meter. Um, and then my other two characters are, you know, super high damage dealers. So it makes it super easy all the way up through at least node 9. Every now and then, node 6 will be a little bit fussy, but node 9, I usually uh, throw Poe in as my lead to uh, give some extra damage to Ray, and then go to my, uh, mostly my arena team, except with one tank after that, and finish it off. But um, mm-hmm. So I really think just characters that have a little bit more than one use by ability, I mean, a lot... A lot of tanks have one use viability. Uh, characters that have really low cooldowns on their specials are going to be a lot better for Galactic War. So, you know, your Geno's a soldier. 86, I'm not sure about. Um, someone with a better 86 would have to tell me that. But He's good if you have his special Omega because it reduces it to one, one turn cooldown. So yeah. every other turn you can call an assist with him. Just like Genosian Soldier. Or just like Kaigon. Well, guys, both like, just like both of them, I guess. Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, yeah, that's some stuff to think about there. Um, that's kind of how I like to approach it. Attack more often Ram- and hope, try, try to avoid guys that have to use uh, specials to give turn meter. Random question for you relating to Galactic War. Are you still having an easy 12 node? Yes. See, I was doing that for a while, and then I think that I must have pushed myself to the next tier or something. Now I'm getting this name team every day. Uh oh. You've seen that the name team that everyone gets. Yep, I've at a certain seen those. point. I don't know so why annoying. I haven't had to deal with those. So what is annoying. your arena not, power? Do you know? It's lower now because I put in Stormtrooper Han at gear nine. But it was at 4820, 48200, I think. Oh, damn. So. Yeah, you're quite, I'm like around 38-ish. Yeah, that, that, that team is not a hard team to beat. It's basically a Chewbacca lead with Nightsister Initiate, Anakin, Old Ben, and who is the last one? There's one more on there, but basically every single one of them has as much health as you can put on a single character, it seems like. Oh, yeah. So it is at, at that point, when I get to 12, it is almost impossible for me to beat it because I have no one that can ship away all that health throughout the rest of my roster. Yeah. It's, it's oh, it's so that, annoying. Yeah, that's But I beat, I beat 11 every day, so I don't complain too much, but... Missing that 12th. I had that easy node. I had it for a week, and then suddenly it's like, hi, I'm Name, and I'm going to be here every day for quite a while. <laughs> so who knows? Who knows what happened? Yeah, those easy node 12s. I was looking on up. Reddit, and it, it's a weird team, right? But I was looking on Reddit, and there is a guy or a group of people that have said that that team is on their shard. And that guy with the name name is on their shard, and he's in the top ten. 
And the only reason I can think that team would ever be in the top ten is because they have so much health. Beating them in five minutes is probably a chore every time. Yeah, that's a good point. It's crazy. Huh. I don't know. Off topic, I was just curious if you were still getting the easies and here I am, me and name, doing battle. Yeah, I'm still getting them, but I may not here next week when I throw in Jerry into my arena team. <laughs> yeah, because Jerry has a lot of... He gets power quick. Yeah. He's a very power... Attack power character. He's getting close. Won't be much longer. Uh, next question is going to be mainly for you since you're an officer. Uh, so why don't we just go free-for-all on a Tier 7 raid and see how fast we can kill it? couple reasons. And here's the first reason. The first reason is... People would miss the raid and not get rewards. So those people that add their 600 coins a day, which there are still people that still can't get those every day. And I understand that because I don't think that I have every day the last month. Because when they switched the uh, the time to be with the guild daily guild challenge reset, kind of s- confused me a little bit. So it's kind of hard to figure that out for a little bit. And maybe it still is for people, but... Regardless of that, everyone's putting their coins in to start these raids, right? And if someone misses it, I don't feel that's fair to everyone. So that's why we do the registration. And the other part to this question is, if we were to do a free-for-all with the times that we start our raids, I don't think it would be any different than the way we do it now. I still think it would take four hours. Not because we couldn't beat it or we don't have the damage. Okay, that's that's wrong. If it was free-for-all with one team, just going whenever you wanted to, it would still take just as long. If it were free-for-all with everyone could go as many times as they want, we'd probably be in 20 minutes, I think. Because we have enough people with enough seven stars now that that would just destroy that thing. And I don't think that's fair to everyone. That's why I don't do that. So, I agree. Only reason. But if the question was how fast do I think we could kill it, I think it would be dead in under 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm if with you. people were online. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's the only thing would be people being online, given that everyone has different schedules and everything. But Cool. It's one of the good things about our guild, I think. We're all from all over the place, but somehow we find a way to make it all work for all of us. So. Yep, I agree. And the only, w- and the only way to do that is keep it fair for everyone, or at least make honest attempts to do that so that's the why that we do it the way we do it cool yep well uh you've been watching the olympics i have well when i can i work nights so i usually miss most of the the good stuff but i i've been watching some of the random stuff during the day before work like i've caught a lot of handball which i've never watched in my life i haven't seen that yet Oh man, ping pong! I watched some badminton today. That was I seen some that was of that. Interesting. Yeah, they're intense. <laughs> oh man, they just, I don't even know that they've served it yet, and the, someone's got a point. It's yeah. crazy. Oh, and is Michael Phelps think, a freaking fish or what, dude? He's crazy. Uh, he's, you know what I really want to see? I want to see Zath in a race with Michael Phelps. <laughs> He said he, he said he was a swimmer, right? Yeah. So yeah. that would be an interesting race. 
I wonder what he'd say if I, uh, when he hears this. Yeah, I, I was actually just telling a friend that I should start uh, competing. I mean, what I think Phelps only decided he was going to compete in the Olympics two years ago. So he took two years to get ready for the Olympics. I figure if I start training now, I could do the one in four years from now. Um, maybe Zath can help me train, give me a workout plan or something, get me there. I would pay you to see that. <laughs> just the qualifier. I want to see that qualifier. Yeah. That would be so interesting. I, <laughs> Wink hasn't left the starting block yet. It's like, <laughs> was that the beep to start? Why'd everyone go? Yeah, that's probably what would happen. Uh, but what actually <laughs> got me thinking about the Olympics was a question on here was, I'm sure you've seen it by now. What do you think of the new Rogue One trailer? I think it's amazing. And here's a, here's a funny thing, right? The little story. I watched it. Right as I saw it pop up on uh, on my Facebook feed, my buddy uh, sent me a message saying, "Hey, it's out." Nice. So I went and I looked it up immediately. But I sat in there watching it with my wife and my daughter, and it got to the end where they just showed the the Rogue One logo, and uh, it started fade in and fade out. And I went seriously, and my wife's like, "What? You didn't like it?" And I did like it. But up until that point, you hadn't seen Vader at all. And i that was the big thing in this trailer that I had been anticipating, right? Yeah. He's like, I'm pretty sure Vader's going to show up in this. So I turned back and I tried to, I was about to tell her why I didn't wasn't excited. And then it, not watching the screen, I just hear the breathing. And then I got really excited. So I had to go back and watch it five times. <laughs> Understandable. <laughs> yeah, I'm super excited. Looks really good. Uh I like the feel of it. It's definitely got that kind of more episode four feel. I mean, um, it definitely feels, I guess, older than The Force Awakens did. Even The Force Awakens still had that same feel, but this one just it had an older feel to it. Well, if you look at the ships, right? Yeah. Super Star Destroyers in the newer movies look all gray and like non-oxidized it's just very polished good looking ships right but in episode four they were all white yeah and like old looking right and then what they did with this movie is try to draw on the same type of visuals that you got from the old movies and keep it that way because this movie is supposed to be before episode four so i think it's awesome though the way they've made these ships and the things in the movie look the way they did at the same time episode four happened while still having newer stuff like the u-boat or not the u-boat but the u-wing that they just showed yep. and a couple other newer things but i mean enough to still look like the old movie yep you know agreed and the thing that i think i love the most about it is like you said it's kind of darker and it's more more doom and gloom to it you know but then on top of that it's a story about the troops right all yeah. the rebels it's not focused around the force or jedis you know it's more about although the troops, it has some of that in cool. there it's yeah it is a lot well, more they talk about, about the force but not so much having jedis and yeah such you know yeah the guy, the monk-looking 
guy with the bow staff. He's oh, yeah. more of a like a looks at the force as like a religion. So I think that's kind of pretty cool. Yeah, monk is probably the correct word. I don't know. He, it, the movie looks awesome. I, I I'm excited for it. Yep, I am too. We'll have to have a uh, Rogue One podcast at some point. Yeah. After the you know, uh, we see reaction. Obviously. Yep. The reaction podcast. Hell yeah. Be all about it. Well, uh, what do you think will be the next major update? This is a good question. I think the next major update will be, and you can quote me, a tank raid. <laughs> No, there's no way. They're not. Don't ask me where I get my sources, but I have it in my mind, and I'm almost 100% sure that it is going to be a tank raid. You actually have sources on this? Like. I do, but I can't reveal them because they've asked to be anonymous. I mean, that's. That's something. I I did not. I didn't expect that. That's. Wow. Mind blown. You know? But, uh. On a more more to the questions, actual question, I think, is what's after that. Uh, Let's see. Maybe they fill in some of those spots next to the raid in the guild. So you got the one that's like a a galaxy with the arrows on it. I don't know what that is, but I'd like to know. Or they got the one on the other side. I bet we see one of those two filled in. That'd be my guess. Uh, Yeah, I kind of... I'm still hoping that they give us another way to battle. Like, either one-on-one battle people, like maybe a King of the Hill type thing, or true, you know, PvP, or something along those lines. I really don't think that that's what'll be after the next raid, but I'm really hoping that's what's after the next raid. Yeah, Guildmate versus Guildmate would be cool, cool, or a actual legitimate guild versus guild uh, type of deal yeah. would be awesome. Agreed. Just something to raids fighting each other for rewards is something that we've talked about before. Not really liking the way it turns people against each other, but uh-huh. I think one thing they could do to kind of quell that and kind of build more camaraderie is to pit guilds against each other so everyone in the guild is working together to take down another guild and getting rewards for it or even just getting rewards for participating you know yeah i think that'd be really cool and i think that is probably going to come at some point i've seen it mentioned several places but that's that's again that's by people like me that are just fans of the game and they might have seen it somewhere or seen data about it that I don't know about, but I really think that would be awesome. Yep. Hopefully. Yep. Well, uh, last question. Does the current state of the game uh, make advancing to the end state significantly harder? Not even taking into account that with another level increase probably coming sometime this year, before mods, you could focus on a single team. Now, taking into account the credit crunch, it'll take months to level up teams that may or may not even be viable. So, what do you think is the best way to decide what to do? Well, 
first off, as a guy who started a B account only a couple of weeks before mods came out, I don't think that the leveling process is too much different. Now the only thing, the one difference is now you have to choose are you going to farm character shards or are you going to farm mods. And as far as I'm concerned, when you're low level, farm the one and two dot health mods for your characters and move back to character shards. At least get your arena team, the main team you're focusing on, geared up and modded out and then just go from there. That's what I've been doing. And my arena team still, I'm, I joined the shard towards the end of its beginnings. So I started at 19,000 something arena rank, bought a bunch of refreshes and I moved myself up pretty quickly. And now I sit around 100 to 150 every day on that account Nice. with people that are, I'm level 71 now and the highest people on the, on the shard are 77 to 80. So there are some maxed out already, but I'm still competing for top 200 where I am with just health mods on my characters. So to me, it didn't make too big of a difference. It just kind of made it an added step in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the... Yeah, it's... Once you get your... I've had my arena team geared out for weeks now. I'm level 71. I've had them geared up to gear 7, looking to get to gear 8 with gear that I can't really get yet because I can't beat those dark side light side levels. And they're just kind of sitting there. But they're at the top gear that I can get them to, just waiting for one piece to get to the next spot. And some of them are at the point where they're waiting for raid pieces. So at level 71, I've already got them to a place where a lot of them were when I was mid-70s on my main account. And then on top of that, I think the main thing that it kind of crunches and hurts you with the mods on a new account, which I don't think newer players would ever even notice or know about because they don't know any better, is I don't have as much massive millions of credits lined up as I used to. Because, you know, back in the day you had like 8 million credits or 10 million credits sitting there because you make so much while you level well, throwing mods, yeah, sure, you're bringing it down a little. So I sit around 2 to 3 million all the time on that account. But those are the only real drawbacks I see. I don't think it's really hurting new players. And I don't think that they would even know, to be honest. I agree. I don't think this... Uh, I really don't think it affects new players too much. But, I mean, e- even people that have been playing the game for a while... Um, so I'll, I'll kind of take this from that aspect, I guess. I mean, somebody that already has a decent number of characters, I mean, as soon as they up the next level, you're going to be spending bukus of credits on teams. You're So you're kind of going to have to know what teams you want to go with. Almost like this last update. I mean, it was kind of the same way you really kind of had to know what your arena team was going to be before you started getting into it too deep. And I kind of think it will be like that next time or on the next level increase. And 
at this point, most people are probably going to have what mods they want. Um, I mean, I think getting mods for your arena team is crucial. Farm until you get the mods that you want on the characters you want. Um, and kind of once you're at that point, I think it's kind of back to the way it was if they up it again. It's just, you know, leveling those characters up again and then hoping that your team still fits. I mean, you'll see slight transitions, I, I would think, you know, on your way from 80 to 90, but... No. Uh, I don't know. I mean, there'll probably be new gear at that point, so there'll be a lot to take into account. Um, but as far as the best way to decide what to do, I mean... Just try to spend your credits as wisely as possible. Um, I don't like leveling up characters unless I have to for gear. Once I, you know, once credits become an issue like that, um, I'd rather just start storing my credits as I level up because, you know, raising somebody one level, you know, may add 10 strength or whatever, but that's nothing compared to missing out on being able to go up a gear level because you're short on credits, so... I would say mm -hmm. the best way aside is just store credits and go for trying to up your levels if it ever becomes, a, you know, that point. And if that happens, you know, we'll cover this again at that point. But that's kind of what I would do. That's why I did this last time, and I feel like it worked out pretty well for me. I got into a bit of a slump once I got into the mid to high 70s as far as kind of those whales starting to pull away from me in arena. But... You know, a week after I hit 80, I caught up with them pretty easy, so. Yep, I agree. I hope they don't update the level for a while. I think they got a lot of other stuff they got to work on. I don't think that upping the level is as big a deal for them right now as uh, fixing bugs and introducing new content. Yep. And I... I've heard them say themselves that that's not what they want to do anytime soon, so. Who knows by the end of the year, but that's only four months from now, so I don't know if I see an up, a level upgrade coming in the next year. Or not year, but this year. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I so. do either. I don't know, we'll see. Well, uh, yep. looks like we're getting close to the end, but there's one thing we haven't covered yet. Um, you know, I, I had one last week. Uh, Dan, do you have a fun fact about Jerry this week? I do have a fun fact about Jerry, actually. So, Jerry, fun fact number two. Did you know that Jerry has a backup plan if he ever gets fired from the Empire? I had no idea. What is it? Yeah, well, I don't know if you've ever you ever heard of his uncle Johnny, but uh, when he was young, he taught him the ways of burning trash. So, he'll just take his uh, flamethrower and start burning trash with his uncle instead, and there's some money to be made there, so... Damn, that's that, his backup plan. That sounds like a fun job too. Yeah, I, you know, besides the smell, burning trash, burning anything is fun. So yeah, the smell's sure not so great, but the burning part would find be a way to cope. Nice. All right. And it's better. It's better to be fired from the empire than you know force choked to death. So yeah, that's true. Burning tra burning trash or being force choked to death, I'd pick that backup plan. So yeah, I'm with you. For sure, no question. <laughs> Maybe even if it's in a trash compactor on the Death Star. Yeah, you know, I'm sure they contract that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, that's pretty much it for episode nine. 
And Episode nine. Crazy. Well, uh, we'll be back next week, and hopefully, you know, there's some new stuff to talk about, and we will talk to you then. Yep. Look forward to it. Two community updates. Updates. Blah, 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 blah. Goodbye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.